the hardest part of this business is to know like, when do you have enough business for an admin? That's a scary hire. And then like giving them access to your whole business. And then all of a sudden they find out what you make and then they want to be an agent and they drop you with 20 pending and you have to take that whole job back. And I've seen agent after agent after agent go through that. And so like my brain like starts to break that down. And what is the problems? Your first hire shouldn't be a person. It should be a system. It should be a, a software. It should be something that you have built in your business. And then you hire someone to run that system for you. I know if I wouldn't have systems in place, I couldn't have made this big jump this year. I had some agent friends that their business was taking off and they're like, how do you deal with the phone calls? And I'm like, what phone calls? Because if you're not setting the expectation through the emails of this is what's going to happen next. This is how this works. This is coming next. This is all through the emails. So if you're, if you're not doing that, all of those questions that they have in their mind end up being text and phone calls for you while you're with other people, your family, other clients. And so the, I drastically have reduced the amount of phone calls that I get from clients because they're so proactively um, communicated with and the graphics that we send out and stuff are just setting the expectation that they're like, okay, great. This is the next step. Jen's going to call me at this time, or this is how this works. And so, um, you're not only buying back your time of like your efficiency, but you're buying back your time of your being present in the moment of whatever you're doing. The more systematized your business is, the higher level of service you will provide, the more repeat referral business you'll get and the better quality of life you will have. Cause you're not going to wake up at three in the morning and be like, Oh my God, I forgot a termite certificate. You know, like it's, it's all right here and you just follow the, the checklist. Mastermind agent is proud to present success calls. Top real estate agents from across North America reveal their success secrets, strategies, and systems in up close and personal interviews. You can find all the calls at www.mastermindagent.com. Hi, I'm Mike Cerrone with Mastermind Agent, and welcome to Success Calls. In this special Where Are They Now episode, we're talking with Jen Burns of Craft Realty in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We first spoke with Jen back in 2019, and you can listen to her interview on Success Call number 199. Back then, Jen impressed us when she personally sold 78 homes in one year as a solo agent. Instead of coasting, she pressed on the gas, and in 2021, she ramped up to 106 closings worth $31 million and earned $765,000 in GCI as a solo agent. In this call, we're going to talk to Jen about how she expanded her production 36% in two years, and now how she's bought back her time by implementing systems to streamline her operation. Let's catch up and learn about what's happening now. Welcome to the call, Jen. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, Jen. It's great to have you here. So excited to chat with you. You've done such amazing work just in the last two years. Everybody wants to hear what's happening. So let's go ahead and jump right in. My, 
My first question for you is this. What do you think is the biggest reason that you were able to grow 36% in two years and go from 78 closings, which is amazing, back in 2019 to 106 closings in 2021 as a solo agent? What do you think the biggest reason for that expansion was? I think probably the biggest reason is that we just added so many, like we keep adding to the database. And so, um, you know, the more people you plug into the database and you stay in touch with, it's just that many more people that have an opportunity to use you again or refer you to other people, those kind of things. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. 2021 was a crazy year just for everybody. So I think there was a just a natural um, jump in business just because the year that everybody was having. But I would say probably just the consistent growth and working the database probably was the biggest reason. That's fantastic. Let's dive into that for a second. So how big is your database? When you say database, how big is that? Well, you know, I have people come in and out of the database. So like this year, I feel like I've lost a lot of people to move in. You know, I sold their house and they moved out of town. So the database always changes. Um, and one of the things that I do at the end of every year, we're, we're talking in December. So at the end of every year, I go through my master database and I say, okay, this person moved out of town. This person became a realtor. This person's daughter became a realtor, you know, and i take people out and put people in. But I think right now it's like 311 uh, probably doors um, when I checked a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Did you say 311 doors or households? Yes. Wow. So you are getting a tremendous amount of business out of a rather small group. It sounds to me like you might even be keeping that group small intentionally. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I try to do a good job of staying in touch with people and, um, you know, if I don't, if, if I reach out several times and I haven't gotten in touch with them in a few years or things like that, like I'll kind of, kind of put them towards the bottom of the database or if I see on Facebook, they've moved or something like that. Like, so I try to keep it to a core group of people, um, because, I've heard agents say they have 20,000 people in their database. Well, you, there's no way you can know 20,000 people. And I, I uh, prefer just to really like love and work on the people that I feel like are going to support my business. It's not a, um, a race to see how, how big it can get. Now I, I hope at some point um, in the next couple of years that I can get it to about a thousand people total Um because I feel like a 10% return on that is 100 transactions. And that would just be working referral and repeat business. So that's the, the easiest kind of business to have and the most uh, profitable. So that would be one of the, the big goals, uh, just to keep using the lead generation to fill the database and keep growing it. But then you have people move out of town and things like that, and you have to cut people out. So it, it's not just this straight line up of people. It's, it goes up and down as the years go on. I, I'm going to do a little math here because I like math and I know there are a lot of people out there that do. I, I just ran some quick numbers and I think it'll be helpful for people. You got 311 people in your PCSOI database, your past client sphere of influence database. Uh, and 
my understanding is about 65% of your business this last year came out of that. And if we mm -hmm. take that on your 106 closings, it's about 69 closed transactions. Well, that's 69 closed transactions. If we take that as a percentage of your database, it's right around 22%. You're getting a 22% productivity percentage, which is phenomenal. That basically means that one out of every five people is either referring you or hiring you again and resulting in a closing. That's incredible. I think people should uh, recognize that number. And they're probably very curious about how you're pulling that off. Well, I, um, we talked in our last call. I know I don't have the typical like uh, nine to 11 lead generation pound in the phones, but I use a private Facebook group to, and I post in there two to three times a week. And it's not, most of it's not even real estate related, just staying in touch with people of what's going on. And um, I do different giveaways and things like that just to stay top of mind for people. So it, it, just trying to build those relationships and keeping them current. Yeah, let's dive into that for a second, because again, uh, uh, not everybody's heard us or heard of you before, and they want to know what you're doing. So let's dive into that. You said you've got a private Facebook group. How did you set that up? And what I mean by that is how did you get your people into that group? Well, when I first started the group, it was before uh, Facebook had changed like their algorithms and stuff like that. So I could just back then you could just start a group and put anybody in it. They didn't have to like accept your invitation or anything like that. So back then it was easy. Now I think you have to invite them and they have to um, accept the invitation. So um, what I try to do now moving forward is make sure like at the closing table, that's one of the things I'm thinking about. Have I friended these people on like Facebook? And then if I have, I tell them at the table, Hey, I'm about to send you an invite to our private Facebook group. We have like cool giveaways. It's a fun group. Go ahead and accept that invitation for me real quick. And I'll just do it right there at the table and they'll accept it. So it's really um, not that hard to, to get them to, to accept it or be in the group. First, a quick word from our sponsor, Real GTV, real estate agent lead generation television. Need more referrals? Get a free script and simple three-part plan used by a top agent to receive and close 74 referral transactions in one year. Just go to freereferralscript.com. That's freereferralscript.com. Now, back to the show. That was pretty good. Thank you for walking us through that. You mentioned something interesting. The value to them was cool giveaways. They want to be part of this for cool giveaways. Tell us about what kind of giveaways you're doing over the course of a year, how many, what kind of things are you giving away? How does that work? Well, they're just kind of the typical pop by stuff. There's a lot of different Facebook groups and stuff. Um, I use, I do stuff more local. So I'm in South Louisiana and Baton Rouge. So I do stuff that's Louisiana, like crawfish bags or crawfish trays, or um, I've done um, a game day bag uh, emergency kit for like clear game day bags to take to the stadium and stuff. I try to really focus on things that they're going to need. So they're actually going to want it. So it'll be something that they don't have to go out and buy that they were going to have to go buy, but now they can get it for free from me. Um, so I, I don't really spend a lot of money on them, maybe like 
five or maybe $10 per item. And I'll give away 20 to 25 of those. Uh, this year, I think we're going to try um, in the Facebook group, the way we do it, we announce that we're going to do a giveaway. And then we'll say the first 20 to 25 people will get it, however many we're giving it away. I have found that some of the people whose love languages is gifts, you know, they're always wanting all of things, which I have really no problem with. But then I, I have found that we're missing out on some of the other people that just are not as like in, interactive. Um, so um, next year we've come up with our four giveaways that we're going to do. And I'm actually going to do closer to 60 per giveaway. Um, and my goal is to get everybody in the database um, twice a year. And then that way, even if they're not, if they're not interactive on Facebook, I'm, I'm not letting them slip through the cracks. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. There, I think there are a lot of really great points there that we should point out uh, and highlight you. You give away more than one gift or prize, right? You're giving away 20 in the past. You're now thinking about amping that up to 60. You've got now 20 or 60 winners, people who are feel like awesome and great and connected to you. That's so smart. Instead of just having one or two winners. Uh, you've also talked about how you amped that up because you're trying to touch even more people with the win. The great thing about these events is that you're able to reach out multiple times during the event to tell people about the event and invite them, yeah. which is the power of the event. Uh, and you mentioned you're going to do four in the upcoming year. What are the four events? Have you have you mapped that out? Well, they're not going to be four events. We're going to have one event, which is our annual king cake tasting event. Um, but the four giveaways... Um, you're putting me on the spot here, of what they're going to be. I know one is going to be a um, hurricane prepared kit thing. So uh, when we have hurricanes, we lose power. So there'll be a branded like a uh, solar power um, phone charger in there. So at least that you can go outside and charge your phone when you're out of electricity for a week. Um, there'll be a, probably a little bottle of, vodka or tequila or something in there some kind of out like if anybody knows hurricanes we, we we have hurricane parties which involve alcohol and we have hurricane snacks um which we all joke that you eat all the snacks before the hurricane actually like hits so we'll probably have some like bottled water the charger some kind of little bottle of alcohol some some snacks in there just um maybe a little flashlight or something just something that we can give out at the beginning of hurricane season just to, to help people. And um, I think all of that stuff will be useful in a hurricane. So it'll be something that they're, they want to have. So um, I'm not sure what the other ones are off the top of my head. <laughs> That's okay. You've given us a lot of great ideas just for someone who is trying to figure out how to do a giveaway how do you make it actually function or work? Uh, you know, how does somebody enter the contest? How do you decide who the winner is? How do those dynamics work? Well, we do it differently. A lot of, I mean, we'll, sometimes we just give away one thing. Like I have um, season tickets to the women's basketball at LSU. I'm a big Kim Mulkey fan. And uh, so we bought season tickets. So that, and so if I'm out of town and I can't use the tickets, I'll go in there and be like, 
hey, I got four tickets to the basketball game tonight. Who wants them? And, you know, whoever's the first one to claim them gets them. Um, so sometimes it's something like that. Other times it's um, I'll have two tickets to something that I think a lot of people will want to go to. So we'll, we'll say comment this under this post. Comment like we did uh, tickets to the Hot Air Balloon Festival. So we we put something like comment hot air balloon on this and then you'll be entered into the drawing. So we'll do like a drawing for that. Um, or we'll just post like the day before, like, Hey, tomorrow we're doing our, we're doing a giveaway. So make sure that like when you get the alert on your phone that we posted something, it's probably the giveaway. So make sure you like check it out and act fast because we have a limited number of this and this is what we're, you know, so th they don't know what it is. And so that causes them to come to the site and see what it is. And then we do it that way because, um, you know, if you're allergic to crawfish, I don't want to give you a crawfish tray and that's a waste of my money. And it's a waste for you because it's something you can't use. So we try to, uh, let them decide what they want to be in on and what they don't um, just because of, you know, their lifestyle. So great. Thank you for all the details. One other question. Uh, how do you pick the winner? Let's say you had uh, 50 people uh, comment under the post and they all said, yeah, I want to be in it. You got 20 to give away. How are you, would you do a drawing out of a hat? Do you use some kind of technology? What do you but do? No, when we do the 20, it's the first 20. The first 20. So if it were just one, like you had to give away two tickets to an event uh, and you said comment and, and people will be yeah. put into a drawing. How is the drawing happen? Well, it's rigged. <laughs> it is. because It is. It's rigged because um, and hopefully my clients don't listen to this. But, um, you know, this is for me to reconnect with people. And so chances are if you have won a ton of things in the past and then I have a client that I haven't talked to in a while that never raises their hand and says, yes, I want that. Like where I'm going to make sure that they get it. And so, because I want to reconnect with that person. So whether that's right or wrong, I, you know, it is what it is, but it gives me the opportunity there's the same people, like I said, some of the times the same people want the same, want everything that we do. And then I don't want people that never uh, raise their hand to not win anything. So that the, the whole point is to reconnect, right? That's the whole point of it. So I don't know if they know it's rigged or not, but um, it is. It's now out there. So yeah. Let's wrap this up with the giveaway. Uh, when you contact them to let them know they won, how do you contact them and what do you say? Is there any kind of language in there asking for repeat and referral, for instance? You know, what happens with the actual gift giving? We just say like, um, you know, okay, the, you know, the 20, we have our 20 people will be delivering on these days. Make sure you check your front door. Um, it's really like just a message through Facebook. If, if I do have some clients that live farther out and I can't get to their houses, I will, I will send them a message and say, Hey, you can, where well, I'm going to leave your stuff at my office. And when you're in the area, you can swing by and pick it up. 
and they typically don't have a problem with that. So. Well, that's really interesting. That's great. So you turn the gift giving, the, the giving of the, the gift itself uh, into a pop by, a traditional mm-hmm. pop by where you're going to swing by their house and then knock on the door. If they're there, you just say hello and reconnect. And if not, you're going to leave it on the, the front porch. Um, when you do that, how often are they there? How often are you leaving it on the porch? I'm really doing it. I'm really leaving it on the porch the most. I split between my, I have a part-time marketing person. And so we'll kind of split. And so I'm not always the one that's um, dropping it off. And most of the time it's during the day and they're at work. So the reconnection is normally just through like Facebook. It's really not like face to face. I don't get to see them much when I'm going to the house, but it doesn't really matter. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, thank you for, for walking us through that. And another topic I'd like to ask you about is what you just brought up, and that is uh, leveraging through people. And mm-hmm. people want to know, you closed 106 transactions as a solo agent working with all the buyers and all the sellers. And uh, yet the question is, do you have any assistance to help you, say, with the paperwork? For, nobody, for people that don't know, do you have assistance? Uh, what are their roles? Uh, how did you find them? And how do you compensate them? Okay, so I have two part-time assistants. I have one that's uh, a transaction coordinator, and then I have one part-time marketing uh, person, and she helps me with database and social media and all that. Um, I've known my assistant for years. She was a photographer. She took pictures of my daughter and... um, she was kind of doing some, she does, she did some graphic designs work and she would be doing some stuff on the side for me. And um, then I was like, why don't you take pictures of these kids? They're hard to take pictures of kids. Why don't you take pictures of my listings? And so she started doing that. And then um, after the flood in 2016, my assistant uh, that I had for three or four years quit. And um, Kelly had, she, uh, had been praying. She, her husband's a breadwinner and she was running the kids around and she wanted to um, contribute to their f- family financially, not just run, running the household. So she was like, I, I've been praying for an opportunity and I want to work for you. I want to be your assistant, but I want to work from eight to two Monday through Thursday. And I was coming from having an assistant working eight to five Monday through Friday. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to work, um, but I knew she was talented. And so I was like, you know, I, I want, I'm, I'm the type of person that I don't think there's just one way to do things. I think you can do a lot of different, you can do it a lot of different ways and each person's lifestyle and business is different. So you can't say like, Oh, that didn't follow this model. So you're not doing it the right way. I think everybody should explore different opportunities of how to make their business run the best. And um, so Kelly, I was like, let's give it a shot. And so when she got into my business, she started, she had to do full-time work and part-time hours. And she started to see like what the business was, what a transaction coordinator does, like how to process the files. And she was coming up with, um, you know, she was having to write the same emails over and over again. So she started helping um, me build systems in my business. And so that's kind of how everything has 
come about. So she works um, part-time and then her, my marketing person is her sister, Jenny. So she was working at Verizon and um, she wanted to do something different. So she started helping. And so the good thing about having two part-time people is they're kind of cross-trained. So if, if Kelly's out of town, Jenny knows enough to like, if I get a new file, she can process that file for a week. Um, and if Jenny's out of town, Kelly can do most of her job. And so I like it because it reduces my uh, liability. If something uh, were to happen and one quit for some reason or had another opportunity, I don't have to take the whole job back. I feel like when you have one full-time person, if something happens with that person, you have to take the whole job back. And so this kind of gives me a little balance to say, okay, well, if something happens with one of them, at least I have the other one to kind of help me get through until we find somebody else. Wow. That's great. What a great story too. I hadn't heard that complete story. That's fantastic. Uh, and so basically you have two halves of an assistant put together. You got one full-time assistant is technically as far as the workload, uh, but you have all this uh, diversification that was really cool. Are you paying them uh, uh, W-2 or 1099? Are they employees or independent contractors? So when we first started, they were they are a W-2 employee for me right now, and I pay them hourly. I pay them $26 an hour. Um, but they, I will be moving them to 1099 next year because we started our other company that helps agents with systems and stuff. So since we have done that, they have become more of that independent contractor type employee where they're not having to be there certain hours of the day. They're getting the work done at whenever they can. So I, I will be moving them to 1099 after this year, but for the last five years, they've been W-2. Great, thank you for sharing that. Uh now you've mentioned that uh, that you, this this whole ability to do more transactions. You, you, I asked you the number one reason to do it, and you mentioned it was the database and the growth of the database, the manicuring of the database, keeping that intact, and then the kind of crazy year, and you took advantage of it. But you've also kind of been mentioning this other idea. It sounds to me like you you put in systems in place. To, to handle the load so you didn't have to hire 20 more people. You were able to do it with, with systems and technology and ideas. Did I get that right? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a thinker and I'm a, I'm a problem solver. And so, like, I like to go for walks and think about, like, okay, I've got five or six friends in the business that are looking for, like, they keep st- – like struggling with this admin position, right? It's like the hardest part of this business is to know like, when do you have enough business for an admin? That's a scary hire. And then like giving them access to your whole business. And then all of a sudden they find out what you make and then they want to be an agent and they drop you with 20 pending and you have to take that whole job back. And I've seen agent after agent after agent go through that. And so like my brain like starts to break that down and what is the problems. And um, so I I was with Keller Williams for eight years and I I listened to Gary Keller, smart, smart guy and talk about like building um, expansion teams. 
and how like you have these expansion teams, but you have one hub for your admin. And I started kind of thinking like, well, why does that work? And it works because when you're on a team, every, everybody follows the same system. You submit your files the same way, you do things the same way. So you can have teams of all, all over and have this one admin. So I started thinking like agents are terrible at a bunch of things we're terrible at, me included. I'm better now at a lot of these, but I was terrible um, of just hiring, training, building systems, leading and motivating people. Um, a lot of agents need help. They're drowning. They find a friend. They hire them. They barely train them. They have no systems in place. They have no way to check if their assistant's doing the things they're supposed to be doing. So, you know, I'm out on a walk one day and I'm like, well, we're good at building systems. Why can't I help agents of any brokerage with their business? If, if I know they're bad at building systems, why can't I build a system that's going to be heads and shoulders above anything they have? And if they just agree to use this system, we can process files for any company and make them look like a rock star. And so that's what um, me and my assistants have done. We've built these systems out and we work with like 19 different agents and all different companies. And the benefit for the agents is that it's cheaper than hiring an admin. You don't have to, the tax liability is not there. Um, you're, you don't have to train leader motivated. They're all, they're all trained. If they quit, it's our job to rehire and train. You don't have to take that job back. So, you know, I just encourage agents to think outside the box. Don't think that you need to just follow a certain way because I've seen people just stumble over that so many times. And really your first hire shouldn't be a person. It should be a system. It should be a, a software. It should be something that you have built in your business and then you hire someone to run that system for you instead of a people hire people leverage and then have to retrain that person over and over and over and every every transaction be different every email that goes out is different all of that wow uh, this is really interesting i i got a couple questions that popped out of there while I'm okay. listening to you. Uh, the first question is, is kind of a, a quicker one, I think, an easier one. And that is, you mentioned that you're, you and other people have struggled with what's the right time to bring in an assistant? How many units or what is the number that you say, you know what, now I got to think about an assistant. What is that number? What did you figure out? I, I think there is no certain number. It is... Um, is different for every agent. And it has a lot to do with your, what else do you have going on in your life? You know, if you are a single person with no family, no kids to run around, you can work night and day, all hours of the day and night. You might be able to, to do a lot more than someone who has five kids and has to shut it down at two o'clock to be in carpool and go to soccer and swim and karate and all of those things. Um, so I think the number is different for everybody. Jen, you've been doing this a while and you're a solo agent. 
how many units do you think that you could get up to by yourself with no assistance, just running as fast as you could? How many closings do you think you could personally do in a year before you hit the wall? I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to try to get to 40 million just to see if that's possible. Cause that would be a million dollars in GCI to see if one, per, you know, if I could do that. Um, I know in the summertime when I had 20 to 30 pending, I was pretty much at max, but there was other months in the year where I may only have 10. So I, I really don't know the answer to that. And I know if I would have had to run that fast of 20 to 30 pending, you know, for 12 months, I would be so, I would be very burned out at that point. So is it physically possible? Yes. But at that point, there's no time for fun or other things. So uh, kind of a hard question to answer. <laughs> I could probably do I could say I could probably do 25, maybe 25 more, maybe 25 more. Um, and my leads are not like, I'm not, I'm not um, really combing through a bunch of internet leads that I have to nurture for a year to, to make them pop. And that's another thing that agents really need to understand. Like you can't do it all. You, you have to pick a couple of things and fi figure out what works for you. There's sometimes where I listen to some of your episodes of these people doing these really cool things. And I'm like, oh, I should be doing that. But you know what? I don't have a system in place to follow up with someone for a year. You know, I just don't. And so I, I don't worry about that. I just worry about the people I can get to now who's ready to go now because that's who I can work. So it's just a matter of can I get 125 people or 130 people that are ready right now? I don't have the capacity to like get 100 internet leads and over a 12 month period have 1,200 people to try to cultivate 12 more closings from or 24 more closings from. So I would have to hire somebody else to, to do that. Sure. Um, so I, does that is that? Yeah, that's good. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, let, let me just do this. You you started to mention and talk about that you built this. Uh, sounds like you built a company with a and systems uh, oriented. And I got a little confused. Is the company that you built is it a processing company? Is it basically you're doing transaction management for other agents? Is it more than that, less yeah. than that? Kind of so define do, it for us. Yeah, so we kind of, we do two different things. Um, we have a transaction coordination company. So agents in our local market where, um, can come to us and say, show us the system. We want you to manage our transactions. And so we have seven TCs on staff that follow our systems. And we have about 19 agents I think that we do work for um, but we also uh, in the process of building all of this we we did not find a software that did everything that we wanted to be able to do so over the last two years we've been building our own software and so now we feel like we have the ability to help 
Um, right now, we help mostly agents that have a bigger business where they feel like they need the people leverage. But we also, I know if I wouldn't have systems in place, I couldn't have made this big jump this year because it, it would have just been on overload. And I'll tell you an example. My, my really good friend, Julie Jenkins, she's one of my best friends. She was the, she, her team does about $75 million a year in sales. In the first year, she took a huge leap forward. She had her best month ever. That was like $7 million in one month. She had 36 closings in one month. And there, her boat was sinking. There were holes all over the boat. People were mad. Termites were being missed. Deposits were being missed. Like all the little things were being missed. So she had this amazing month, but it was hard to celebrate because it was so stressful. And there were so many holes in the boat that everybody was mad at her. And so I think like having the system in place like that, um, you want to build a big highway so that as the business comes on, you don't have to rebuild those systems. So now that we built the software, we feel like this is a 20 lane highway that can, that can handle tons and tons of transactions without you having to rebuild it. And if you start using it, you know, when you first get into the business or your business is first growing, you can double the next year and not have and not feel as much pain as Julie did when she took that, that big leap. So, um, so we built this software to help agents and any agent can, can use it no matter what your production level is. Um, if you're doing five deals or 25 deals or 150 deals, you can, you can manage everything through the software. Um, so, so we offer, you know, um, that you can just go go to the website and do a free trial and see if you like it and you can manage it yourself. You can build it yourself. If you're not, and most agents don't like to build anything themselves. So if you um, wanted us to do a demo for you, we can build it. We can build out your workflows for you and customize them for you. And for our local agents in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas, if you're like, I want you to build it and I want you to run it for us, we can we can do that. Um, so we kind of feel like we can help agents at any level of their business. Now, a quick word from our sponsor, Real GTV, real estate agent lead generation television, where top agents reveal exactly how they create consistent flows of home buyer and home seller leads into their practices every month. Need more leads? Hit the pause button right now. Open Google and search RealG TV. That's R E A L G dot TV. Now back to the show. Wow. Okay. Uh, very nice. Again, I want to I want to dig a little deeper for more clarity. Let, thank you for talking about the fact that in your local market you're doing transaction management. You've got not only the system but the people to run that. Boom. That makes sense to me. Let's talk about say the national market. Uh, you're in Louisiana. Let's talk to someone in New York or uh, mm-hmm. California or Florida or uh, Washington. I'm just jumping around all over the country. Right. You're just everywhere else. And um, you've got someone that uh, who is the ideal person that would need your stuff and what does it actually do? Is it just the, the time between, say, under contract to close or is it more than that? 
Well, you can use it for, you can build workflows for anything. So you can build a, like, let's say um, a pending buyer workflow where we have over the last 10 years, I've taken all the questions that I've gotten while I'm working with a buyer. And if I get the question more than once, it goes into the workflow as an email or a graphic or something. So I don't have to answer the question again. I proactively say, okay, this is where I get this question in the, in the process. And then email goes out about that before they can ask it. And so now we have this complete workflow. So yeah, in New York, they may have a few other things um, than we have down here. They may have like, I don't know, surveys or condominium, something or other that we don't really have to do over here, but our workflows are customizable. So any agent can like take their own um, transaction, figure out what, where, what all needs to go out. And then, you know, you build it. And then as you start working with buyers and, Oh, they asked me this question. Okay. Well, I get that question all the time. Now I'm going to put it in the workflow. So I stop getting that question. And then you do that over and over and over. And then you've developed this priceless, you know, system where, it's just on, I mean, you're answering questions left and right, and they're, they're just smooth. The transactions just go so smoothly. So if you're not an agent that you're like, I need that in my business, but I'm never going to do that. We do offer like, you know, for a fee, we will, if you get the software, we will take all, show you and what we have. And then you can say, okay, I need you to add this, take away this, add this, add this. And then it'll be there and then you just run it. So when you get a new transaction, you just start at the top and you go through all the items. Some of them are like a check check to, for compliance or upload to a compliance system. Some are emails, some are graphics that we send that go out. Um, but it's very cool because you can have an assistant that does it, that you can tell exactly where they are in the process. So Maybe you've been out in the field for three days and you haven't seen your assistant. You can log into it and you can see exactly where you are at in each file. Um, so I, I think it's going to help agents nation, nationwide. I, I think it helps you make a better impression on your customers. You have a more streamlined, repeatable transaction. Um, and it's also adds profit to your business. Now, it, it sounds to me like you have a lot of pre-designed, pre, already pre-created, pre-designed, ready-to-go workflows, and that somebody could look at that and make a couple little tweaks and mm -hmm. to their, their, their market. It's already kind of uh, built out, and then they could just customize the very last couple of tweaks rather than say, just starting brand new from scratch. That's kind of, yes. it moves them 90% down the road where they yep. just have to do the last 10% to have a really cool system in place. And one of the clar clarifications I want to make is it sounds to me like when you're saying system, that that's a checklist. It's basically the old days of a written out manual checklist. It's just that each of the action items can now be automated through uh, a computer like sending out an email or a video or a graphic can all be done kind of in the background running by itself. Am I getting that right? Yeah, it is a checklist with action items. 
so like for us, when, um, when you, when you do have people leverage and assistant transaction coordinated, all of that as an agent, like you're, you're a little nervous when you start out, right? They're sending emails on your behalf, all of that. Well, for the agents, if you have it in the system, like if somebody signs up for with us as an agent, we show them all the templated emails and we say, okay, does this language look good to you? Do you want to change that? And as, as they check off, yes, all of that looks good. It gives them confidence and the TC confidence to send out that email because the agent knows exactly what it says and they're good with it. And the TC is not like firing off an email with misspellings or like um, any vague language or confusing, like, um, so it's all, it, it promotes confidence within um, for the agent to let somebody else uh, send things on their behalf and you know exactly what's sent. I, I'll, I'll give you an example, okay? So a few years ago, I got referred a foreclosure listing from a bank. It was another commercial agent that sent me the listing. And we got very close to the finish line and we sent out a utilities email. Hey, you know, we're closing on Friday. We're going to need to turn off utilities. It's customary to give them a couple more days, blah, blah, blah. Well, the bank went ahead and... Um, turned off or shut down their insurance as well. Well, then something happened and it didn't close. And so they went, the bank was frustrated because they had canceled their insurance and went back to the person that sent me the referral and said, Oh, well, they told me to turn off, you know, cancel the insurance. And I was like able to say to my referral partner, no, that's not what was said or done. I knew the email. I had approved the email. It didn't say anything about insurance. It just said about utilities. They took it upon themselves to do the insurance. And so I was able to say like, no, I, here's a copy of the email. It didn't say that. They took it upon themselves. Not that I, I'm going to nitpick, but I don't want a referral partner to think that um, I dropped the ball and i you know, I had confidence in the email that went out because I didn't have to go back to my TC and say, what did you send in that email? What did you type up and send? Did you send something? Like I was very, I knew exactly what was in there. So I get, I hope that's a, a helpful example of how a templated email is super important within your system. Sure. It's a CYA. It's a standardized process for getting things done. And I assume that from that lesson, you could go back in after the fact and then update anytime you're dealing with a bank in a foreclosure to add in there, hey, don't turn off, don't uh, shut down your insurance right. and don't, don't yes. cancel it until, until after we close. Closed. Yeah. <laughs> and so, funded, I mean, right? you learn a lesson for, from it and then you update the system and then that goes out to everybody else. And then we don't have that problem again. And so as we are going through, we change things and you eliminate all these little problems and it just helps the transactions go smoother and smoother. Right. And it's a living organism. It's going to grow and change throughout time. You're going to add and subtract things as you figure out right. what you need in there. Uh, and also it's, it, it, it hit me that even an agent who's running everything themselves, they don't have any assistance or anybody else. 
this could be incredibly beneficial for them to buy back their time because after yes. running this for a month or so, they would have their, their system down where it, they, they wouldn't have to do the same thing and recreate the same email over and over again or recreate the same answer over and over again. And effectively what that does is reduce the amount of time they're spending in their business. Would you agree? 100%. And what I didn't realize it did until people started asking me, oh, I had some agent friends that their business was taking off and they're like, how do you deal with the phone calls? And I'm like, what phone calls? Because if you're not setting the expectation through the emails of this is what's going to happen next. This is how this works. This is coming next. This is all through the emails. So if you, if you're not doing that, all of those questions that they have in their mind end up being text and phone calls for you while you're with other people, your family, other clients. And so the, I drastically have reduced the amount of phone calls that I get from clients because they're so proactively um, communicated with and the graphics that we send out and stuff are just setting the expectation that they're like, okay, great. This is the next step. Jen's going to call me at this time, or this is how this works. And so um, you're not only buying back your time of like your efficiency, but you're buying back your time of your being present in the moment of whatever you're doing. No doubt. That's really cool. So I wrote down that what you're trying to do is you're trying you, the words you were using preemptive and proactive communicate with your client before it becomes an issue. You're telling them this is what's going to happen next. And yes. that's happening in the system because you've done it enough that you know what's going to happen next. And you can yes. warn them and say, hey, here's what's happening uh, and get ready and be prepared. Um, that is fantastic. Jen, I, uh, I believe that one of the things that we, I'm going to ask you, do you think that maybe we could take a look at your system um, and kind yeah. of look inside and see what's going on, maybe get kind of just a, a view or a demo yeah. of it? Would that be cool? Yeah, that'd be very cool. Hey, let's do that. Hey, Jen, this looks really cool. Tell us, what are we looking at? Okay, so this is uh, my work alley, um, dot com. This is our software and that we just built. So this is kind of the landing page where you would sign in, register, and it kind of shows there's a 30-day free trial, individual plans, team plans. Um, and we have two other parts to this that are coming in the next six months or so, but we went ahead and launched with just the transaction coordination piece. Um, so when you log in, uh, I don't, a lot of agents have a whiteboard on their, um, in their office of everything. So this is just things that I have pending right now. Um, it, it kind of is just a dashboard for an agent, for a um, transaction coordinator to be able to um, just kind of get a, a overall glimpse of what we have going on. And then over here, we have the different um, check boxes of what stage of the process we're, we're in. A lot of times over the weekend, I will, uh, Kelly will pull this up and I'm like, okay, appraisal was ordered on this. Uh, we're through inspection on this one. We're doing this. And she's writing it all down. Well, she can come to the dashboard and she can click off, you know, um, for each property that I'm going through. Okay. We made it through this or that. And the cool thing is, is when she clicks it off of here, 
it also checks it off on the actual workflow itself. So she doesn't have to do that, that work twice. But this just looks like a big whiteboard so that anybody that's working in your files can see who the title company is, who the lender is, who the other agent is, like where we're at, if it's not applicable, where we are in the process, if we're missing something. So this is cool. And for our individuals, whenever you sign up, you, you can add an admin to this. And so your admin will have their own uh, login. And let's say you have a team of like three or four people that that transaction coordinator is working with. It would say Jen Burns, and then you could scroll down and it would have another agent and have all their stuff together and another agent, all their stuff together. So you could, you know, work on a bunch of different agent stuff all from without having to log in and out of different systems. And then the workflows. Um, so these are the workflows that we have set up for me. It comes with a buyer under contract, uh, pending uh, a new listing and a listing under contract. It comes with a um, standard kind of version. So th this is what I have kind of customized and this is what we work out of. So this is all the things. This is a lot of things. These are <laughs> all the things that happen. Um and all the communication that goes out. And you can tell, like, so when you start, when you start a new workflow, it'll tell you day one and all the way through the process of kind of this. So you can, um, a TC or an admin can go, they can schedule emails to go out on certain days where they can like auto schedule it to go out. Um, these are more like checklist items. So let me go into one of our workflows. So this one is a buyer under contract. So once you start doing things, it kind of goes to the bottom as check that it's done. So you can tell all these things kind of have been done. And then these are emails that go out, the one with the little uh, mail symbol by them. And it changes colors based on like, if it's pending to go out or if it has gone out, so, you know, based on the color, uh, what the, you know, what the email, if it's gone out or not. So, um, so the green ones, are they pending to go out? Are they going out right now? And the yellow one there? Yeah. The, the, I think the, the green ones may have gone out. I, you know, I have people for this, so I don't <laughs> know what they are. Like, this is actually the first time I'm getting in and kind of showing it to anybody. But so this is just like, um, you can send an auto send. It has everybody that needs to go to that copies it. Here's like the email. We have a new closing. Um, this is, um, this is like attached. So this is like a title info information form that we send when we have a new closing. I hate those calls from the title company asking all the questions. And so we send this to them like, Okay, here's the address, here's the, the price, the title company, the mortgage, the, the client's information, um, who holds the deposit, how much closing costs, like with a copy of the purchase agreement. So um, that is included in, in the workflow. I don't want to mess anything up. Um, this is like an intro email. So Kelly sends this out. Hey, congrats. 
to you. I'm Jen's transaction coordinator. I'll be handling all the paperwork below. There's some re- re- a quick recap of the contract. So funds being wired to Cypress Title. Cypress Title is the title company, tentative close date. This is the inspection. So everything not in bold is already typed in there. And she just goes and, and changes the pertinent information for the email, but everything else is already there. So instead of having to type out this every time, it's just there and ready to go. Um, what happens after the inspection leaves? Um, you can put reminders in here. Like she'll send me a reminder. Hey, you have two days left on your inspection period. I looked in your loop and I don't see the response to inspection. I'm just reminding you, you're down to your last two days. So, I mean, I think when you have a lot of balls in the air, some of those easy reminders are very, very helpful. Um, appraisal can be ordered email. It's just an email is like, hey, response to inspection is executed. Please confirm the appraisal was ordered by responding to the email. So these are just, you know, our communication with lender, title, other agent. Um, we're asking here for a review. Um, if we haven't gotten an update from the lender, we can ask for a quick update. This is the utilities email. Um, so it goes on and on. Um, reminder to a congratulations email, reminder to file for homestead exemption. So all of these things are things that we do throughout the transaction that all of these would have to be a phone call or a conversation. And um, trying to see another one of our graphics that we send out. This is really nice. This is great looking. Thank you. Um, just trying to see if we had like, this is how bad this is. I don't even know what, what graphic, what emails they're attached to because Kelly and Jenny do so much for me. Well, it shows um, how the system runs itself and you've been able to move that out of your mind so you can focus on what's, as you mentioned, right in front of you. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we even have things on here like remove, if it's a buyer under contract, remove them from any MLS alerts or drip campaigns. We may have them on because I don't want them to keep getting those once they're under contract, you know? Right. Um, and these are things that are in mind. These are different, but update your transaction tracker. You know, we track, we keep an Excel spreadsheet of everything. So she has a reminder in there like, okay, check that it's been done. Um, change of address reminder, insurance policy reminder. Um, so, I mean, we, we have it. And so this is what, um, we can help people build out for their areas. We can show you what I have and then they can say, okay, take out this, 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 and this and add this, this, and this, and then, you know, you'll have it. Um, I think this is the first part of leverage um, before you even hire somebody. And then once getting to the point where you can't, manage this then you hire someone to manage this for you and you just then you're just training them how to to use this right yeah, this Super is easy. awesome yeah uh, jen uh this would really help a so a single agent a single solo agent with no assistance 
to uh, leverage up to the next level. Yes. Instead of say closing 20 units, now they can close 30 or 40 by themselves without needing an assistant. Uh, and, and so it gives them a little more longevity. They're able to buy some leverage with some technology. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're excited about it. We're excited to help agents across the country kind of take their lives back and have a little bit of work-life balance. Like this, this is it. This is what you need. If you take anything from this call, you don't have to use our system. You can, you can go find anything or you can build it through another way, but the more systematized your business is, the higher level of service you will provide, the more repeat referral business you'll get and the better quality of life you will have. Cause you're not going to wake up at three in the morning and be like, Oh my God, I forgot a termite certificate. You know, like it's, it's all right here and you just follow the, the checklist. Follow the checklist. That is great. Jen, could you bring us back to that very first page you showed us? I think it was the home page. Uh, yeah. yeah, the home page. Yeah. Did you could you tell people what what would it something like this cost? Yeah. So for an individual user, it's a subscription-based fee. So it's um so for you and and one admin to use, it's $39 a month. Um, for a team plan with an admin, an individual seat, an admin and five team members, it's 59 a month. And if you had more than five team members, it goes up $5 a month um, per team member. Wow, that seems really reasonable to me. And if I, unless I, I haven't dived deep into this yet, but that seems pretty reasonable to get something that's already pre-made and you can tap right into. And yeah. yet it's also something you can modify for your yeah. own business. Um, what's this thing over here on the right? Well, first of all, you've got a 30 day trial, right? They could get in there yeah. and could just see if Free it even trial. works for them yep. uh, and bang around in there. And then, but you got something coming soon. What's that all about? Yeah. So um, remember I said that you can, you can use this for any types of system. So like another part of my workflows that I do is post-closing, right? So what are you doing with these clients after you close? So that's a whole nother, like you can make it another workflow or you can tag it into the end of your, of your buyer under contract or your pending your seller under contract uh, workflow. You can do it however you want, but we're in the process of having a button where you can push the button and it'll send to a database portion of this uh, software program where you're going to have like, you'll, you'll click the button and then it'll automatically add it to your database. Cause you know, when you go to classes and you say, what's the best source of business in real estate and everybody's like database. And then you're like, who has a database that's updated and, you know, easily able to be marketed to. And like three people raise their hand because <laughs> we just keep going to the next thing and we don't really make sure that everything is done. So this will be a button they can push. It'll at least have all their past client database in one, in one part. But um, it, it's kind of my part of this software where like you'll have 12 uh, sections across the top of the page and there'll be checkbox, 12 checkboxes next to everybody's name. 
And so I can put like any giveaways that I'm doing and I can check the boxes of the people who got it. So then through the first quarter, I can say, okay, who in my database have I communicated with? Because some of these other software programs, you can see who got the stuff, but it's hard to see who didn't get the stuff. And so I wanted to see a whole snapshot of not only who am I communicating with well, but who I'm not communicating with as, as well. So um, there'll be a database portion of it to help you track like your pop buys will help you track like uh, your client events. If you have a sign in sheet, you can, you can go through and you can check who all came. And so you can kind of track like who's really engaged with your business and who are your market, who are your raving fans. Um, and then the last section we're going to have is social media graphics. So we talked about the private Facebook group and how I post two to three times a week in that uh, group. Well, we as a company, we go ahead and make a full year calendar of everything that we want to post throughout the year. And so we have those graphics ready to go. So when we have when business is booming and you can hardly breathe because you're working so many hours, you're having the social media graphics already made and scheduled for the month. And it just makes your life so much easier. So um, we've taken my business and all three major parts of transaction coordination systems, pop by and database follow-up and private Facebook group, social media graphics, and we've kind of put it all in one place. So we kind of feel like if somebody thinks that this would be a good way for them to run their business, we wanted them to be able to accomplish all of that in, in one place for a really reasonable price. That is awesome. That is awesome. Jim, where would somebody uh, learn more about this? Where would they go? Um, you can go to uh, myworkalley, A-L-L-E-Y.com. Um, we're going to have a little um, button on here where you can sign up for like a 15-minute phone call with one of us if you're interested, or um, they can send me an email directly. Um, my email address is jburns, B-U-R-N-S, 513 at gmail.com. Cool. That is fantastic. Uh, I have one more question, and that is, how does this compare to other things that are already out there? For instance, years and years ago, I used Top Producer, and it, you know, it's one of the grandfather, you know, one of the old, old granddaddies of this whole thing, and it had some workflows that you could set up. How is this different than that? Well, I think Top Producer has like different campaigns and things like that in it. Um, I didn't really like the way the database portion of Top Producer worked. I, I had it at one time um, and I didn't feel like it, it had the transaction coordination, the ability to insert the graphics and proactively um, schedule out the emails and it doesn't have the dashboard in there for you to be able to see all of your transactions in one spot and to update the transaction with a checkbox in the dashboard and then it automatically update it in the workflow. So I feel like it, it, it does overlap 
on a couple of items, but I feel like it's very different than top producer, really. Uh, very good. Yeah, I like that whiteboard feature. You mentioned that, and uh, that reminded me of, again, the old days. That's exactly what we did. We just took a gigantic whiteboard, put it on the wall, had rows and columns, and just you were able to track everything that was going on for your closings. And you've just taken that idea and put it into a digital format, which is much much more useful. You could well, you could. and it's also much more useful in you know this era of COVID, right? Like you have these big teams that go to the office and they have these whiteboards and they have paper files, and then everybody has to go work from home for six months. Like everybody can have access to this. You can log in, see everything exactly where you're at. You don't have to be in the same place. All the documents are digital. Like there's no like, oh, this person has this file at their house and I don't have, you know, have it. So we're proud of it. Um, you know, we're, we're not um, creating anything like super, like just very new that no, nobody's ever had any, this idea before, but we're trying to make it super easy to use and functional for agents because agents won't use it if it's not easy. Like it's got to be super easy. And I think we're, we're one of the only software systems that gives an individual on an individual plan will give you a seat for an admin as well. Um, and if you're a transaction coordinator and you're, running a bunch of, or if you're an admin for a team and you're running a bunch of different people, having it all in one, um, have, being able to update everybody's stuff in one spot is amazing because even with our transaction coordination company, our TCs are working with three or four different agents. So then maybe working with one agent and then they have to log out, log back in as another agent. This way you can put them as a TC for those four agents. And so when they log in, they see all of those different agents there and they can work without having to log back in and log out all the time. And I'd say that's, I think that's one of the, the most interesting parts of this uh, whole offer here is that, that you have attested this through the trials of having 19 agents and the seven TCs working with this on a day-to-day -day basis to work out any kinks. I mean, I'm sure if they ran into kinks, you were going to know about it. It was going to get fixed because it has to be fully functioning for the TC company part of your, your business, your operation to work. Yeah. Yeah. We, it, it's been a long time. We have been working on this a long time and Kelly and Jenny are, they, they have worked so hard on this and they should be super proud. Like I'm not a website developer. Again, I have people that hire to do this kind of stuff, but I definitely can help with like what these workflows should look like and help agents understand why this really is a game changer for their business. Cool. Jen, that was fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing uh, my work, Allie with an E.com. Uh, that's where people go to learn about it, right? Did I get yep, that right? That, yep. Myworkalley.com. Thanks for presenting that to us. I think that's really cool. Uh, and again, it came out of your need of something that you needed to, to run 106 closings a year as a solo agent. This thing has been proven to help you leverage up. Uh, that was really, really cool. 
And I appreciate you coming in to chat with us today. Give us kind of an update on what's been happening in your life. This has been so much fun. Thank you for chatting with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I always love talking to you. Uh, thank you, Jen. We enjoyed chatting with you too. Well, that's it for now. Thanks for joining us on Success Calls. Keep moving forward. Bye. If you like the show and want to know when the next one's coming out, click the subscribe button. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, give the show a five-star review and write a quick comment. I read them all, and it motivates me to keep going and share the top agent success stories with you. Thanks. If you're looking for more ways to generate leads, check out our sponsor, RealGTV, real estate agent lead generation television, and their giant database library of video trainings where top agents reveal, demonstrate, and discuss their best lead generation methods. Visit RealGTV, R-E-A-L-G dot TV. If you're low on funds or just want to get the maximum leverage, check out my masterclass webinar titled Top 5 Free Lead Sources for Real Estate Agents. Learn more at FreeLeadTime.com. That's FreeLeadTime.com. Oh, and if you have a real estate friend who needs some inspiration, tell them about the Success Calls podcast. And don't you forget to subscribe right now to hear all the great top agent ideas. Keep moving forward. You've been listening to Success Calls on the Mastermind Agent Network, where top real estate agents from across North America reveal their success secrets, strategies, and systems in up-close and personal interviews. You can find all the calls at www.mastermindagent.com.